Central English podcast, success stories from beyond the English language barrier. Follow along with the transcript linked in the description. Hello, my name is Naam and welcome back to the Natural English podcast, the podcast where we hear success stories from beyond the English language barrier. Today I am joined by a friend, a colleague, and a semi-professional frisbee player. Welcome to the podcast, Matthias. Hey. Hello. I'm glad to be here. I think that semi-professional is too much. I'm not even at that level. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hello. Good to be good to have you here. Good uh, to be here. A semi-professional, maybe a slight exaggeration, but you do play frisbee, right? Yes, yes, I do. Um, not right now because of the pandemic and everything, but I really enjoy playing, even though it's not that common in Brazil. Like if you go to the US or I think in Europe, I, I think you can talk more about that. It's way more common to like to see people throwing a Frisbee to another person, not a dog, than <laughs> Brazil. Yeah, I've got a few friends who have dabbled in Frisbee, but it's not like super popular uh, in, the, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the UK. Yeah, I mean, modern Brazil, but I guess that's not as popular as soccer or like football. Yeah, for sure. So, Matthias, we're going to talk a little bit about your current profession and also your journey learning English as well. In a couple of sentences, how would you describe what you do? I have a bachelor degree in computer science. So, I design, I test. I maintain and I develop software applications in general. I mean, that's my profession. <laughs> but now since I work at Metro, uh, which is a language school, I, I think you know that, <laughs> um, I work with web applications and like, they're all developed to help people learning a, le a new language. So yeah, Perfect. that's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> so you, as you said, you're a, a developer. Yeah, and you work at Natural, which uh, is a language school, so uh, working across different languages. And you yourself, when did you start learning English? Um, so, as far as I remember, I think the first time that I like, had to try to learn any language, English in this case, um, I remember I was trying to translate Pokemon cards. Okay. Like a long time ago, yeah. And then my reading improved because of that. And I guess um, Brazil in general is very influenced by like American culture in general and like all the movies and stuff that you read is really common like to see stuff in English. And I guess that influenced me. And then I had English classes over middle school and high school, but I don't know if you know that, but at least here in Brazil, these classes are not very good. They're really simple and basic. Okay. They're like mainly to be verbs forever. Mm. And people yeah. make fun of that. Yeah. To be is an important verb. Let's not, yeah, it <laughs> let's is. not forget. It, it, it is, but not like, you don't have to say to be verb for eight years or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, it was one of my worst grades during like high school and middle school. I didn't like English at all. Sure. Um, but I had to in a way. <laughs> and then in college, I had a chance to study abroad, 
like there was this scholarship here in Brazil. Oh, you, like, awesome. you basically had to do this, the TOEFL test, and then like, get a minimum score and then you could go. So even though like, I knew that my English wasn't that good, this TOEFL test was a little bit different without the speaking and the writing parts, which were and are, I think, my weakest points. So I tried, it was like basically listening, reading, and a little bit was grammar. And I got it, like the minimum grade, and then I studied for a year in the US. So okay. I guess, yeah, I always say that I really learned English when I was studying abroad. Where in the US did you go? Um, I went to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, state of Wisconsin. Awesome. A really cold place, but I, I really enjoyed my time there. I think what a lot of people will be wondering was, how was it going from Brazil, where you said you'd kind of learned some English at school, maybe didn't feel that confident, and then you arrived in the US surrounded by native English speakers. How was that experience of arriving, getting used to the language? Yeah, I can say that was terrifying. <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> Very remember, honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a, kind of a long trip, like around, I think it was like eight, eight or nine hours. I don't remember exactly. But I remember that I was sitting on the plane and then I was thinking, okay, why am I doing that? Like, I'm going to a different place with different people with a language that I don't exactly know. Like I didn't know how to say all the days of the week, for example. Like I didn't know some basic stuff. Yeah. Like I remember being in the plane and then I could watch a movie and then I was okay, let's turn on the subtitles. And then I didn't have subtitles. Oh wow. <laughs> so, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But that's then, unusual for a plane. I thought the plane would have the options. Yeah, I don't know if it was I don't remember. I think it was copper. Copper lines. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have this, or at least I didn't know how to use them because it was in English. <laughs> the interface was in English. <laughs> but then I think after, I don't know, three or four weeks, I just accepted that I was, that I was there and then I had to learn. And I had some Brazilians there with me too. Uh, good thing that wasn't many. So it was me plus other three Brazilians which is not, which is like for most colleagues that people went over the scholarship was not a lot. Yeah. So it was good that I didn't have a lot of Brazilians to talk. Otherwise I, I, I would not learn English there. Yeah, I think, I suppose it was nice to have like some familiar faces, familiar uh, language around you, but it's always yeah. best to immerse yourself as much as possible i think when you go abroad yeah yeah definitely like if you go abroad and you don't and you just stay with brazilians which is like i think the most common thing um it's way more comfortable to stay in your comfort zone so you don't learn that much like you can and you, you it doesn't matter if you know that and think okay even if i have a lot of brazilians there i will not hang out with them yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. You will hang out with them just because like, it's the same culture, you know how to communicate then, you know how to express yourself way better with them. So yeah, you kind of don't have an option if um, there's a lot of Brazilians or the, your own people. Yeah, whatever you are. Yeah. for sure. And I think a lot of people have stories 
of kind of mistakes with the language or I, I certainly do in Spanish and Portuguese. Uh, did you have any experiences like that? So I definitely had, but I, like people would not correct me that often. Like even though I know that I wasn't like speaking perfectly, mm. I think they were just, okay, I, I think I understood what he said, so I'm not gonna correct him. Um, I remember like, I think it was the first week or something like that, that I went to Wendy's and like ordered a burger or something. And then the guy said, is that all? And I, okay, what, is that all? <laughs> um, yeah, with fries, is that all? And then like <laughs> after, I don't know, five or six times the guy understood that I wasn't from there and then used his, his slow motion mode. Uh, is okay. that all? Oh yeah. That, that that is all and then that yeah happened. but i mean i definitely had way more stories <laughs> than that but I, I can't remember right now yeah it's i guess it's the simple things right like from that moment you knew when you went to wendy's mm -hmm. they're probably gonna say is that all <laughs> yeah you, you know yeah. what to say from that moment i had to, to practice after, <laughs> after okay so yeah you've had a mixture of studying at school sometime abroad and what about in your profession as a developer? How has English helped with, with your profession? So I think like we do have a lot of material in Portuguese about like coding and computer science in general, but, so, but we have way more, like much, many more, much more things. Many more yeah. things. Many more things. Yeah. Uh, in English <laughs> and most of the time they're better too. So I think almost everyone um, that study computer science reads, like know how to read stuff in English, or at least like the minimal, because almost everything, like the, document, the documentation of stuff, and I don't know if you find a bug or a problem in your code, you're probably gonna search in English. Mm. So I can say that's very important because of that. And at the same time, not right now, because I work in Brazil, um, I think working as a software developer is one of the professions that is easier to work abroad just because you can work from home, like you just need your computer and it's kind of the same language for everyone. So if you're like a doctor and you want to say a part of the body, it's different from English and your native language, but in programming languages, like it's the same. You all have the same language, like have like Python or have Java, we have C and everyone knows the same language in the same terms. So yeah, if you want a, a profession that you, you can work abroad, like you don't have to work on your country, yeah. I think computer science and software development in general is a good field. Actually, the homework from the last podcast looked at this idea that coding is like a language. And in my head, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit scared because there are 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds out there who are learning to code at school. And I yeah. haven't, really, haven't really looked at it. It's kind of been, in my head, very maths-based. I'm not really, uh, uh, not great at maths. But yeah, so what would you say in your opinion? Is it, is it like learning a language? Is that true? Um, I don't think so. Like, I'm pretty sure that there are some studies saying that it's similar or anything like that. And I can see that, okay, in both you have the vocabulary and then you have the structure, which is like the grammar. So 
I guess that in that way it's kind of similar. In both cases, you learn by making mistakes too. Like it's good to you have to practice to to learn. But like I think a natural language is not close to a programming language. Like it's it's, it's much more complex than a programming language yeah. because like when you're coding, you basically have a problem and you have some tools to solve that problem. And then these tools depend on the language. But I mean, you basically have to learn the tools and then know how to use them. Mm. I, I can see why people say that, but I, I don't think that I agree. That is the same thing. Or yeah. It helps. Just because you're fluent in French doesn't mean you're going to be good at Java. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of disappointed people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also, I think it's going to be hard because most times like people that like to learn language, they're like you, like they're not very, they don't like hard science that much. And yeah. I mean, it is a hard science. So. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's great. I mean, I'm a bit disappointed that I have no particular <laughs> advantage if I decide to learn coding, but yeah, it's, it's nice to hear that there are kind of vocabulary points in it. I guess uh -huh. you don't have, you don't have to speak it. There's no pronunciation, so yeah, there's no pronunciation, yeah, <laughs> or listening either. Yeah. Are there any phrases in English that are particularly useful in your job? I say, uh, I would say that one of the most common is I have to search on Stack Overflow. So, okay. Stack Overflow is a forum, it's a really famous forum, um, that people post their questions and like bugs in general, and other people help. And I can say right now that like 95% of my job is just go to Google <laughs> and search how to do so. Like, I know that this is possible. I kind of know how to do it, but I always have to search how to do it. And I think 90% of the results are on Stack Overflow. So yeah, I think. But the Bible, the Bible for coding. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's really important. <laughs> I guess, uh, I'm going to Google it. It's probably something you yeah. maybe don't like to admit to people, but in your head, you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and, and I mean, I, I, I love Google. I think I search everything on Google and always in English too. Like the results in English are always better than the results in Portuguese. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. Uh, uh, unless it's a, a really local thing, but I think I always search things um, in English. Yeah. Yeah. You said it's kind of a universal language so it doesn't, yeah. really, it doesn't really matter what language you, the information's in it's going to be the same advice or instructions yeah i also like i i read somewhere i don't remember where like how clear that english is the universal language even though it's not like like mandarin should be the universal language because we have way more speakers of mandarin than um at least native speakers of mandarin than we have our english but yeah, I guess English just dominated everything and now everyone has to learn English. Yeah. A lot of students will say that they know some English, but they, they're scared of making mistakes. So what would you say to someone who, who has that kind of mentality that I don't want to make mistakes, I don't want to be embarrassed by uh, the way I speak? Uh, how have you overcome that? 
I'd say, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> play the music. No. <laughs> yeah, play the music and then relax a little bit. I, mean, I understand. Like, I think it is hard to go out of your comfort zone anyway. It doesn't matter if, you, if your language or another skill or anything. But especially with learning a new language, you learn by making mistakes. Yeah. So like at some point, you just like lose your time by not trying to do that because you're not learn if you don't try. Mm. And I know this sounds like a bit cheesy and <laughs> some obvious and everything, but that's like, that's the true. You have to try and then you, 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 you will make mistakes and then you will learn um, with them. I don't, I think like when I, I was in the US and I said that at some point I just accepted, I don't remember exactly like what happened. I guess I was just, oh, okay, I don't have an option. Like in my case, it was easier that way because I was living there and like I had to eat. I had, I had to, I don't know, buy things. I had to go to places. I had classes. I had a computer science class there. I had life, life or death situations. Yeah. Like, can, yeah. can I order a Wendy's or not? <laughs> yeah. You can just use iFood or you can go to there and you have to talk with someone. And I had classes too, like I had exams and everything. Uh, I studied computer science while I was there. Yeah. So I guess that in my case was easier. Like I was, I didn't have an option, <laughs> but yeah, I think you just have to have this in mind that that's the only way. And I mean, most of the times that people are better than they think, like they think, okay, my English is really basic. I'm, mm. I really don't know. And then like, I think everyone has a story or uh, a friend that said, oh yeah, I went to the US for a week because I don't know, Disney World or something like that. And then I realized that my English was good. I could talk with everyone. And yeah, I mean, you sometimes just think that you, don't, you are not that good, but yeah. when you actually use it, you learn that, okay, I'm not that bad. I can communicate with people and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, don't underestimate. I think a lot, you're right, a lot of people a lot of students I've taught in the past uh, say, oh, you know, basic, basic things. And then they're able to have a pretty good conversation in the class. So yeah, that's great advice. Uh, and yeah, thanks, Matthias. I think we'll, we'll end it there today. It's been excellent to hear about your journey with English as a developer, how it's helped you, uh, and how it compares to learning a language. I'm still disappointed, but uh, <laughs> one day I might give it a go. I'm sure my children in the future will know more than I do. Yeah. I mean, you should try. I think everyone should try. If you like, especially if you like logical problems in general, I think you will like the, to learn how to code and everything. Okay. So there's, there's some hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is. Great. Well, thanks, Matthias. And thanks everyone for listening into this podcast. Remember that you can go to our website in the description to access transcripts, a summary of vocabulary, grammar, pronunciation points, and look out for the next podcast coming soon. Goodbye. <laughs>